Welcome to a Stonewall's Perspective Podcast. We're on a mission to see lives changed by the gospel, one life at a time. Hello everyone, welcome to a Stonewall's Perspective Podcast. I am your host, Alexander Stone. Today I have another very, very, very special guest with me today. This is probably going to be my biggest podcast ever. Uh, she is a podcaster, she's an author, and she's a speaker. Please welcome Heidi St. John. Today, Heidi and I are going to be talking about standing up for truth and freedom in a world where there's a lot of craziness. So please enjoy today's episode. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Okay. All right. I think this will work. Yes, it will. But um, for those of you who are listening to this, we had technical difficulties, so it's fine. Um, So today we're going to be talking about uh, truth and freedom and standing up for it. And that's something that you've done a lot uh, throughout the years, and especially right now um, during this time of craziness and pandemic and COVID-19 and everything uh, on your Facebook page and on your podcast. Uh, But before we get into truth, we have to get into the fact that there is a very false truth movement um and that movement is called the postmodern movement and those people say that there is no truth or you have your truth and i have my truth um what do you think about that heidi well i think anytime you talk about truth you got to realize that you're coming that you're whoever you're talking to very likely is going to come at it from a different position so i learned this from ken ham years ago right when he talks about creation yeah he knows if he's talking to an evolutionist and himself is he himself is a creationist, we're going to come at it from two differing belief systems. This is why the worldview and your belief system is so important. As a Christian, I know that truth is set and defined by the creator. Jesus said that I am the way, the truth and the life, right? We know in John, uh, John chapter one, uh, where we read, uh, guide me in your truth and teach me. God is truth. And so we have to understand that this is a clash of worldviews. And so when you talk about truth, we believe as believers that truth is absolute. And you're completely right. What we're dealing with right now is postmodernism mm-hmm. and moral relativism, which are a secular, both of them secular uh, lines of thinking that say that truth is relative. And this is why you have the movement like the transgender movement and places like that, because we can actually define our own truth. You see the sticker on Instagram, right? Where it's, um, if you go to the GIFs on Instagram right now and you just start to type in something, the popular ones will come up. And one of the most popular ones right now is speak your truth. Well, that's a great Mm -hmm. example of postmodernism. They're saying that they have their truth and you have your truth, but we know on its face, that's a lie. Yep. That is so true. Um, And when people say that you have your truth and I have my truth, that gets into the justification of very evil things like like homosexuality, um, rape, rape. Um, Mm -hmm. And Isaiah 520, it says, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. We're living in this postmodern era where there is no truth uh, for a lot of people, but ultimately the truth that there is, and it's the only truth, is the word of God. And we need to realize that, and we need to step up for that, and we need to stand up for it as Christians who say uh, and proclaim that we love Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and realizing that as we do that, 
we're going to bring light into a dark situation, right? We know that the darkness cannot stand against the light. So when you bring light into a situation, I'm always telling this to our kids, you know, most of our kids are grown now, but we're always saying you're not responsible for how a person receives the truth, but you are responsible to deliver the truth and to speak it. And that's where Christians need to be right now. Right. Yeah. Um, so now that we have talked about uh, the very false truth that is happening um, in this society, which I, I'm just going to call it a lie because that's what it is. Um, Pilate, when he was when Jesus was before Pilate, he said, what is truth? Um, so, Heidi, what would you say is truth? Well, we know that truth is truth. God is truth. Right. When Pilate yeah. was Pilate was talking to Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. And he heard Jesus speak about truth. And when he said, uh, what is truth? Which I believe is what are we talking about? John 18 right now. Yes, I believe so. He wasn't waiting for an answer. He was saying that to justify himself. Right. And this is what we hear right now in the culture. When someone says to me, well, what is truth? They're not actually asking me what truth is. They're mocking me. Mm-hmm. And really, this is a large part of, I think, what Pilate was doing. Pilate had this idea, just like we see in the culture right now, that truth is relative. And mm-hmm. so for him, his truth was that Jesus was innocent. But he looked at the Jews and the Jews were saying, no, he's guilty. So Pilate was like, I'm going to put my hands up. You guys just disagree. So that's when he washed his hands and he allowed the Jews to follow their own truth. It was a cop out. And it's a right. cop out today, just like it was then. It, it, it really is. Um, so the word, the, what is truth, is God's word, the word of God, uh, Jesus. Second Timothy 3, verse 16, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Heidi, the word, the word of God is, is truth because it's inspired by God. It is true. That's right. Yeah. And we have to be able to lean on it. It's amazing. You know, I keep hearing people say, well, I can't believe, you know, like former pastor Rob Bell in a in a message to thousands of people several years ago told those who were listening that they the church would become even more irrelevant when it continued to quote letters from 2000 years ago at its as its best defense. And so we see as the church moves away from the authority and the inerrancy of scripture, they're moving away from the source of truth. Well, what happens when you when you exchange truth, you end up with a lie. And mm-hmm. so that's why as Christians we need to recognize Jesus is the truth. He's the standard for truth. He's the he's the standard bearer for truth. And that when we want to know what is true, we always go to the word. Yes. And, and it's sad that today there's a lot of churches that are going um, away from the truth of God's word. And, and my pastor says it all the time. Uh, you love him. I love him. We all love him. Yeah. Pastor Phil says, as the church goes, so goes the nation. And the church is going because we're running far, far away from the truth. But instead of it, instead of running from it, we need to lean on it. There's a song uh, by by David Crowder. And it's called Leaning on You. He's like, I'm leaning on you, God. That's yeah. what we need to do. Yep, that's exactly right. And we've noticed, too, that as we lean into the world system, and the world's idea of truth, the very fact that we are living in a, in a postmodern society where moral relativism is sort of ruling the day, we're recognizing very quickly that as we allow that to be our truth, it's on such shaky ground that we can't defend it. And so we might lean up against that relative truth, but as soon as it's discovered for what it is, and that truth gives way to suffering or whatever it is, the result of believing a lie, 
the only people with the answers in this are people who know God's word and, and can rightly handle it, like Paul said to Timothy. Right. John 14, verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The way that we find the truth is through God's word, and the truth is Jesus. Jesus is the standard for truth. Mm. That's right. It's so right. And that's where, and we know that that's where freedom is found, right? We read in God's word where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Right. Yeah. And and that's what, that's going straight into the next point, talking about uh, freedom. And right now we have this freedom of religion, uh, but it seems as if a lot of, in a lot of states right now, it's being violated because of uh, the stay at home orders or, 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 pe- or uh, your, your stupid governor. Um, yeah. Emperor Inslee, Emperor Inslee, yes. And it's crazy. We we have this First Amendment, and people are violating it, and they're saying, "No, you can't go to church. Church isn't isn't um isn't a uh, an essential business." What has gone wrong in our nation, where where people are running away from freedom and and from church and from Christianity? Yeah, well, I think part of the part of the issue that we're seeing right now uh, is that for many years now, probably at least a generation, pastors in the pulpit have been preaching that politics and religion are two separate things, that they're not inextricably linked. I disagree with that. The First Amendment of the United States protects the right to freedom of religion and freedom of expression from government interference, right? And so what that means is it's going to prohibit any laws that would establish a national religion like what they have in England, which is why we ran away from them in the first place, right? Right. Or to impede the exercise of religion or to abridge our freedom of speech. If anybody should be shouting this, it should be the pastors from the pulpits. We should should be champions of liberty. And since we have not become champions of liberty, we are watching our liberties erode, and there's never been a better time to see it than right now. Yep, exactly. I'm going to read... The First Amendment right now, real quick. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people uh, peaceably to assemble. That's where it's being violated right there. And to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Mm. Right. And really, here in Washington state, we're not even able to petition the government for redress of grievances. I mean, there are so many violations happening to our Constitution right now that it's almost unbelievable to watch. I know it's sad. It's sick. Um, and, and another one that could be violated for you soon is, is you might be having your Facebook page down soon. So if yeah. you are listening to this and you follow Heidi St. John, go follow her at all social as well, because um I don't think they're run by liberals or no, they're not. That's right. <laughs> um, so this, this freedom is definitely uh, being violated by the government. And there are churches that are filing lawsuits against uh, county governments um, and, and maybe even uh, state government. I, I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. one example is my church, Abundant Life Church. Um, we filed a lawsuit against the county that we're in um, because of an a government overreach on our, our freedoms, mm-hmm. um, our freedom to gather uh, as a body, as the body, as part of the body of Christ. Yeah, that's um, right. And and thankfully, Jackson County 
uh, stepped down and, and allowed us to do it. But it seems as if a lot of a lot of places won't won't back down and they're just going to continue violating uh, the law and the in the Constitution, which is sickening. Well, and also, you know, and I just I just finished talking about this a few minutes ago over at my Facebook page. I'm and I'm saying, I know this is harsh, but I but I hope that people begin to listen. The church is using their faith as a shield to hide behind cowardice, mm-hmm. and so we're saying, well, in, in in the name of faith, right? In the name of uh, our Christianity, we're supposed to just do whatever the government tells us to do, render to Caesar what's to Caesar's. But really, I mean, he was talking about taxes for one thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we do pay our taxes in this country, which we could have a huge debate about that, too, I suppose. But what's happening is we're watching the church uh, be stripped of their First Amendment right to protect them from a virus when we did the thing they asked us to do. So they said, hey, 15 days to slow the the spread. We're going to flatten the curve. So the curve has been flattened all over the nation. What do we see happening? We see massive government overreach. And we see the bias against Christianity and against churches in particular rising to the surface. So we knew it was there before, but now Mm -hmm. we're seeing it. And I was really proud of Pastor Phil and Abundant Life Church because what they did was they saw, and this is what churches need to understand. We do not want to file junk lawsuits. So if you file a lawsuit and you lose, you just set a precedent so the church behind you is even more trouble than you were in right now. And so you're able to file these lawsuits when you realize that the government is holding the church to a different standard. So when Mm -hmm. the government says, well, you can meet over here at Lowe's, but you can't meet over here at your church, or this can open, but this same thing over here can't open, now you're seeing that they are discriminating against the church. And that's what we're on the lookout for. We want to be, uh, we want to be, because right now if they say all the schools are closed, then one school can't go, you're, you know, you're discriminating against me. No, because all the schools are closed. And so we're starting to see, and I think we'll see this more as time goes by, we're going to start to see more and more pastors, I hope, grow a backbone and realize that their freedoms are being taken from them and they should be the champions of freedom. And you can be a champion of freedom without being a jerk, you know, exactly. but I, it's, yeah. it's sad to me uh, to see the cowardice in the church right now. It really is. It, it is. And, and we need to lear- learn a lesson uh, about civics as well. You keep saying that uh, all the time yep. um, and a lesson of history. Yep. Um, we need to stand up for our truths and our and for our freedoms, and that's not happening right now. I feel like a lot of the hysteria about this virus is gone, but the government uh, continues to make guidelines and and set rules and everything. I feel like the government shouldn't shouldn't be able to determine whose businesses are are essential and non-essential. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's just stupid and dumb because how are you going to give someone the freedom to work and and make money and then the other person over here is going broke because they can't work yeah it's yeah makes me angry well it, it is it is angering angry. and i think that there that there is a time for anger there's a time for a righteous indignation to be able to look around and say hey this is wrong and we're not going to allow it you know here in this country uh we are caesar The government works for the people, not the other way around. And I think we've been so conditioned right now to believe that our freedoms 
are uh, given to us by the government rather than given to us by God. The Constitution says that, right, that we are mm-hmm. a people that are endowed with certain unalienable rights by our creator, by virtue of the fact that we are uh, free people from birth. And so Christians have an opportunity right now to be both salt and light. And I believe we need to stand in the gap. If, you know, we've heard it said many times, I don't know who the first person was to say it, but that the only thing that it will take for evil to uh, to get a foothold in the culture is for good people to do nothing. And at this point, and I've been saying this for a long time at the podcast, but the only thing that the left needs to have complete control over the narrative in this country right now is for people on the right to be silent. Yeah. And going back to talking about um, being salt and light, I'm just going to read Matthew uh, 5, 13 through 16 right now. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its taste, how can it may- be made salty? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. Right now, we have such an amazing opportunity to be the light in the earth and the salt of the earth. But we're not doing that because uh, a lot of us are scared about what the government will do to us. We're scared about what other people will think about us. We need to be that light and salt. Yeah, that's right. Well, we know uh, because Paul said it to Timothy that uh, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. And so when we feel right. ourselves gripped by that that emotion called fear, we need to recognize that it's a spirit and it's not from the Lord. And so right. we say, okay, Lord, you didn't give me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. What does that look like? Well, I would submit that it does not look like running from a virus that has a 99.9% survival rate. And to me, you know, whenever we talk about the virus, I'm not a virus denier. I absolutely believe that there's a virus where it came from. I have no idea. But I also don't know where H1N1 came from. I don't know where the swine flu Mm -hmm. came from. I don't know where the flu comes from. I don't know where any of these things come from. But I do know that we have never shut the nation down for a virus that has a 99.9% survival rate. And so this has never been about a virus for me. This has always been about control, and we are seeing uh, the ugliness in our nation and people who would take our freedom away from us who have been given extraordinary power, and we've given it to them. The people have done this by our lazy voting and our unwillingness to engage in the political process. We have allowed wicked people to ascend to the highest offices in our land, and now we're suffering for it. You're right, um, and, and I, it's it's getting annoying because, like, most of, a lot of people are adults. Treat us as adults. Treat us as young adults. We know how to live our lives. If 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 you're scared about going out, if you think you're going to get uh, the virus, stay home. By all means, stay home. Yep. Don't you don't have to 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 worry about that. Um, but but we need to stand up for the truth and for the freedoms that we have been given to us uh, as American people. So Heidi, how can why, why first of all why should we do it? Well, we should do it for all the reasons that you and I just outlined. We should do it because Mm -hmm. we have been given our freedom by God. And freedom is something that we should cherish and something that we should respect. Uh, The United States is the freest nation, or it used to be the freest nation in the whole world. It is worth protecting. If you cherish your religious liberty, your ability, people people say to me, oh, Christians shouldn't care about politics or they shouldn't care about the Constitution. And I just want to say that you do realize that the reason you can share the gospel so openly is because of the Constitution. It's because we've been granted this authority 
and this right to be able to do that. And so we, if you want to safeguard how we share the gospel, then we should be safeguarding our liberty and we should be speaking for liberty for all people, right? Not just for Christians. Christians should be champions for liberty. And I think part of the way that you do that is you engage in the process around you. We need to stop sitting elections out. Good people need to run for office. You don't have to have a degree from Harvard to run for office. You just mm-hmm. have to be 18 years exactly. old. Run for office. You know, if you got a head on your shoulder, it sounds like you do, Alex. You should run for office. I feel like when yeah. once we get to a point where we realize, oh, my goodness, we've allowed these people, these elites, really, these liberal elites to determine the course of a nation. The other thing, and we don't have time, obviously, to go through this now, but it is terrifying to me because I believe this is every has everything to do with an election. It is terrifying to me to watch that the liberals will literally go to no end. They would see our nation destroyed rather than see uh, a a conservative president get reelected to office. And I think that's what this is about. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist and I will not be shamed into people calling me that because my eyes are open and I go, oh my goodness, 99.9% survival rate. We've shut the whole country down. Well, look at that. It's an election year. Look at that. Now they don't want us to go to the polls. Now they want mail-in voting and all these things. People need to start waking up and connecting the dots and stand for liberty. You're right. And it is so crazy. It's totally a political thing because if Hillary Clinton was in office right now, no one, it wouldn't even matter. They'd just be like, live your life, whatever. But because it's Donald Trump, uh, they haven't been able to find any dirt on him through um, everything that has happened in the past, uh, since 2016. And now they're trying to do this on do this that started out. He wasn't doing enough. Yep. Now he's not doing too much, whatever. And it's, it's crazy. Yep. How can we stand up for truth and freedom in this time? Well, I think the main thing is by not allowing fear to silence us. You know, anybody that has a platform, we should be talking about these things in our churches. We should be talking about them on social media. Um, it is time I had uh, my friend Rick Green on my podcast the other day, and he was talking about what it looks like to uh, – to exercise civil disobedience. Uh, Bill Jack's on my show today, and he was saying he doesn't even believe in in uh, in civil disobedience because he said it's not disobedience to exercise your rights. So right. there are two different, uh, they, I mean, they both go the same place, but kind of two different ways to look at it. And Rick Green was saying, and I agreed with him also, that it's time for people to open their businesses. You don't need permission from your governor to open your business. You, you mm-hmm. live here, if you're not breaking the law, and if you're not sick, and if you're not willfully spreading disease, I mean, let's be careful, right? I'm not saying we should ignore the fact that there are viruses, but I just have to right. wonder at what point, you know, are, you, are we going to wear a hazmat suit now every time we go to the airport? I travel for a living. <laughs> you know, there are all kinds of viruses in the air. This is not about a virus. And the longer the American people sleep, and the longer the American people go, oh, no, you know, we need to be worried about a 99.9% survival rate virus we're going to continue to see our liberties stripped away from us. So people need to speak out. They need to go back to work. They need to start opening their businesses and they need to do it respectfully. I mean, yes. I mean, if, if, if this is what it takes, the social distancing thing, being, being uh, respectful of other people, if they want to wear a mask, I personally don't think the mask helps at all. The only mask that really helps you from a virus, viruses are 10 million times smaller than bacteria, right? And so if you want to keep a virus out of your system, you have to wear a respirator and an eye mask. Well, if that's how you guys want to go to the grocery store, okay, but I'm not going to do that because I know as a Christian, my days have already been ordained for me. I'm not going to act. um, I'm not going to act out of control, but I'm going to wash my hands. I'm going to take my vitamins. I'm going to get the sunshine that I need and have my vitamin D. 
and then I'm going to go about my life and people need to go back to, to living or we're going to get busy dying. Right. Yeah. Um, one way that, that I figured out, uh, like you said, opening up your businesses in New Jersey, that the gym owner of Atlas gym, I think that's how you pronounce it. He reopened, um, his gym and, and everyone was loving him for it. And the cops came and, and, and they were like, yo, you know, you're, um, in violation of what the government governor has said. And, and they were like, yeah. And the police was like, have a good day. Yep. Sweet. Yep. And that's what needs we to need happen. To do that. And then I don't know if you noticed exactly. this, but it wasn't too much longer. They sent them back again uh, with mm-hmm. a, with an order of violation. Same thing happened to a salon owner here in Oregon, not too far away from me. She's actually had mm-hmm. CPS now come to her house and threaten to take her children. Uh, oh this is so terrifying what's happening. And Christians need to wake up, stop hiding behind, stop using your faith as a shield to hide cowardice and start speaking out about what's happening in our country because it matters. And it, and I believe, I mean, I, I'm worried about what kind of a, a country I'm leaving for my three grandchildren, right? We mm-hmm. need to be engaged. Yes, we do. And it goes all the way back to us not believing in truth, what the Bible says about truth as the church goes so goes the nation we are not standing up for truth we're not believing the truths that have been set in place in the bible and we need to run back to it we need to run away from the lies and run uh as so very far fast back to uh the bible yep yep we do and that's another place that the church has opportunity to speak you know i keep hearing uh pastors say well we're we're doing amazing things online no you're not like we, the internet has been there for a really long time. People can go to church online. Yes, they can. But there's something that happens when we gather together and stir one another up to love and good works to uh, in- encourage each other. Billy Graham said that when one man takes a stand, the spines of others are stiffened. This is part of the reason yeah. why we get together as a church is to encourage each other to love and good works. It's really hard to do that in a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, earlier or, or the other day, I was looking at Facebook. Um, and it said something along the lines, would you see anything different about the flu season this year if COVID-19 had not been announced? I think we'd see more cases of the flu. I mean, it's amazing. The the, yeah. the uh, flu deaths have dropped off precipitously because now we're saying everything is COVID-19. I mean, you if you are in a car accident and they find COVID in your blood, then you die from COVID-19. If you're in a parachute and your sheep yeah. doesn't open and they find it in your blood, whoa, look at that, died from COVID. You know, I mean, they're cooking yep. the books are doing it yesterday they interviewed uh there was a press conference and our governor i'm sorry emperor inslee was being interviewed and Mm -hmm. uh the freedom coalition i believe it was well don't quote me on that uh somebody called in from an organization and they basically challenged his numbers they said listen we're uh starting to learn that the numbers in washington state are being inflated that there aren't a thousand deaths and i mean a thousand deaths is bad but if you guys, if we look at the mm-hmm. grand scheme of things and the number of deaths in Washington state every year, it's a drop in the bucket. And I'm not saying it's nothing, but come on, you guys. And so Governor Inslee, and I wish I had it in front of me to read to you, but uh, Governor Inslee said, well, they, maybe that's true, maybe it's not. But he's, but then he went on to shame the person who asked him the question, saying that he was tired of hearing conspiracy theories and deep state theories and people who get their ideas from the planet Pluto. I mean, he used a tactic that's straight out of uh, Solinsky's book and basically shamed the guy who asked the questions. This was the governor of Washington shaming a person for pointing out that there are discrepancies in the numbers of COVID deaths that he is reporting. And I do not see humility in that. I see arrogance 
And that is troublesome. And it should be troublesome for everyone who's listening. Yep. Um, right now I'm sitting uh, in my bedroom at my desk and I am looking over at my brother's nightstand and there are a lot of end times books and some of them are what what the world is coming to, what in the world is going on, um, things like that. This is crazy. What in the yeah. world is going on? Yeah. It's, it's, well, and it's I do so think, weird. you know, uh, Pastor Phil and I have had this conversation, you know, before COVID ever happened and we have seen um, evidences that the Lord is going to return. I believe we're living in the last days. I think this generation, my generation, your generation could very well live to see the return of the Lord Jesus. And uh, I've been encouraged. Mm -hmm. My grandmother was a Bible teacher. I grew up studying Revelation. And I think that Christians, this is an exciting time to be a believer. And we're going to see a shift right. happen. And we need to be ready for that shift. We need to be uh, ready to answer, to give an answer for the hope that lies within us and ready to have courage. And that may mean that that there's going to be persecution coming for Christians. I saw um, right. you know, uh, Bill Gates has made no secret of his disdain for uh, believers, for Christians as a general rule. And right. here's the guy who believes in population yep. control, who wants to give us a vaccine. I don't think so. I don't want your vaccine. I don't want your vaccine. So there's a lot of weird things going I on in either. the culture right now. And uh, if this isn't the real thing, it's definitely a drill. Yep, yep. I'm looking at a book right there that's also there. It's The Last Days of Planet Earth. I strongly, firmly believe that we are living in those times and we need to stand up uh, for the truth yep. before it's too late for yep. for people. Because um, I don't know. I don't I don't know if this the whole um, mandatory vaccines uh, uh, thing is a is the mark of the beast or not or whatever. But, you know. We need to not no. take that vaccine. It's gonna. It's leading to the mark of the beast. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Well, the CDC uh, issued guidelines for reopening schools. Terrifying. I mean, I'm always telling parents, you know, now's a good time. They're telling uh, parents that if your child is over the age of two, they have to wear a mask to school. They can't share items or supplies. Um, or they, their desks all have to be six feet apart and face the same direction. They have to social distance on school bus. School buses. Um, they have to install sneeze guards at partitions whenever you can't be six feet. I mean, what a nightmare. What a nightmare. No more communal shared yep. spaces, no more cafeterias, no more playgrounds. Uh, this is bananas. And they're trying to change the culture. Yep. And we better get some people with courage and leadership to say enough is enough before we don't recognize our country anymore. Mm -hmm. no, no one wants to do that unless you're unless you're crazy. Um, I, I was talking to my mom earlier um, today or, uh, a few days ago. And she said that, um, someone said that to get your kids to wear a mask outside, you're going to have to do it in, in the house. Yeah, I saw to that too. Practice. That's crazy. No one's going to do yeah. that. It's, it is it's disgusting. disgusting. I agree. People need to stop saying things that th there's no expert in this. The people who are proclaimed experts aren't experts. They're just no. It's true, not. and I think they are really trying to uh, have a new normal. They want a new normal, and I resist the new normal. And I've been saying for a long time, no more yep. new normal, because the new normal is basically it's all it's like a new world order, and they're not going to stop pushing until mm -hmm. they push us all into a corner. And uh, we need to stand against it. Oh, it's scary. It's it's very very terrifying. What's what's going on right now? Um, Heidi, thank you so much for being on today's episode. 
Uh, I greatly appreciate it. Um, and I uh, hope that we will be able to have another podcast uh, together. I will look forward soon. to it. Thanks for what you're doing, Alex. Uh, the Lord's giving you a powerful All voice. Right, Keep no using problem. it. Thank you so much. Bye. All right. Bye. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. It has everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. First of all, Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor It's totally free. So if you are looking to record a podcast, go to the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed. You can also check us out at Stonewall's Perspective on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with the latest news. Stay anchored.